Hello and welcome to Not Your Normal. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jordan. And I'm Maddie. And for this week's episode, we have a very special guest. We are joined by Aura Life with Ash. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Thank you for being a guest. We are equally excited to talk to you and get to know you and oh super excited to dig in yeah we've had these friends for a while so it's pretty cool that you're the first one that we're doing this with yay (laughs) i'm honored i'm so excited (laughs) okay so tell us a little bit about yourself living age just a little bit about like you and your background Sure. So um, I'm Aura Life with Ash. That's my YouTube channel um, and also my handle on Instagram. But my real name is Ashley W. Um, and I live in the Chicagoland a- area in the suburbs, but I lived in Chicago for like 10 years before that. Um, I went to the University of Illinois, Chicago, and I graduated in 2010. So I am an older raver, I guess. I'm 33. <laughs> If that's old, I whatever. Um, and honestly, I'll, stop. I'll probably be that age raving. So honestly, I, good, good for I, you. I, 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 my mom. So another fun tip that we could talk about is my mom raves with me, and she's like 52. 50, Wait, 50? Yeah, she's 52. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so honestly, I feel like I'm gonna rave forever and I think it's also a part of the Chicago culture like house music here is just a part of like the culture it's not like something that's like age specific it's just who we are so I think that I'll just be into the scene like forever I hope um (laughs) outside of raving though I'm a qualitative uh researcher that's my nine to five job so basically the, the best way I can describe that is I talk to people about their lives. I conduct focus groups, things of that nature for like Fortune 500 companies. Um, so that takes a lot of my time, but like I love my YouTube channel. It's a hobby of mine. And that's basically a little bit about me so far. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I am impressed already. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> is there like a favorite research group or like focus group you've ever done? That is so cool. Let's see. Um, I mean, I've, so my specialty, I do work across like any brand, any type of uh, product out there, but my passion is multicultural research. So it's funny that we're talking about representation because that's what I advocate for, like in my nine to five. So um, a lot of the work that I love the most is connecting with the black community and talking about us and what makes us unique and what our needs are and why we need representation and why brands should invest in us. So there's not like one particular, you know, project that I'm into, but I, I just love talking about, you know, who we are and, and, and what we bring to the table. We're an interesting people. So yeah. Love that. <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us about your like DIY stuff. Yeah. You know, so I actually, before I went into market research, um, I majored in industrial design. So 
art has just like always been a part of my life. I love to create things. I have like a huge stash of just random art supplies. And I, I used to paint a long time ago. I haven't done that in a while. But what I love the most about the rave scene is that you can express yourself and it does give you like the room to create things. And so I don't know. I just love like creating things like that. That bodysuit that's on my channel is actually for my mom. She wore that to EDC. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. That is yeah. so sick. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so we had like my rave group, we do like themes for a lot of our outfits. So like that year, you know, 2019, the theme was like kinetic energy. So um, we had a theme for each day and one day we went as the elements. So I went as water and my mom went as fire. And then I had a friend that went as earth. So, you know, I was helping her pull together her outfit but um but yeah I just love to create like I'm a candy head like I'm definitely a candy kid I have like I make cuffs I've been trying to like push myself and learn new designs and everything and it's just fun <laughs> do you have a way that you plan out your crafts or how do you kind of figure like pick out what you want to do I do. So I, I like to put together like lookbooks for my looks when I go to raves. Like I'm all about like a theme or like taking a piece and then creating a whole look around it, like including my accessories. And there's always something that I'll create on my own. And I'm not the kind of person like I, I don't mind matching sets, but I like to like put my personal spin on things. Like I don't want to go to a rave and see someone else wearing exactly what I'm wearing, if that makes sense. No, for sure. Yeah. So like all like in some of the pictures, even on my Instagram, you'll see like I'll take a top and match it with something else from another uh, company. Like I'll miss, miss and match that. Or um, again, like I'll pull accessories from another company and kind of create it that way. So typically either like I talk to my friends and we come up with a theme and then I'll create like a, a lookbook board around that. Or like I'll have like a piece or like a set that I really like and then I'll create something around that. And then I'll decide within that, what am I gonna DIY within it? So that's my process. <laughs> I need to get better at doing that. <laughs> okay. It's it's fun. <laughs> yeah. This question I'm so excited about. Jordan and I were just talking about this. Okay, tell us about the Peloton, dude. Okay. I know. So <laughs> everyone's like, it's so funny because I've I've connected with other other uh content creators and um, you know, like we have like our own community and we talk to each other and sometimes we give each other advice. And I mentioned to them, like, I'm into this Peloton thing. And, you know, I don't know if people like are going to understand it and like how it relates to raving at all. But I swear it does, because like one of the things that I love about EDM music, or at least, you know, how I really, really got back into it was through my workouts. I um, actually, I think it was like in 2015 or 14, I ran the Chicago Marathon. And whenever I work out, like music is really important to me. Like I take it seriously. And um, I also in the Chicago, in Chicago, the gym that I used to go to 
she our instructor was so cool she would do like live music fridays where she would bring a dj in and they would spin like during our our spin session so like to me the connection between like exercise and music is just natural like that's to me it's like really important i used to listen to afrojack sets like while i ran and it would just like motivate me to like keep going so um when i after i had my son who's he's uh for now. Um, and I moved to the suburbs. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, near the gym that I used to go to. And when you have a toddler, it's really hard to just like get out and get to the gym. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to create my own home gym and like have something set up here, you know, to motivate me. And a coworker actually did Peloton and she's like, you would love it. Like, give it a try. And I was kind of skeptical going in, but really it's so much fun. It's literally like, it saved me through COVID too. Like it gives me a sense of having that live experience at, that you would get at a rave, but you're exercising in a sense. And they like, <laughs> so I, I miss raving, don't get me wrong, but it's also been great to like have that to fall back on and for me to get excited about, you know, new rides or they even have events and they'll have like live DJ rides on like Friday. So it's just nice to like still connect with a digital community, even though we can't really do things in person. But there also is a tie, like a lot of the instructors, they're ravers too. They go to festivals, they go to Coachella, they go to Burning Man, like they, they're really into the scene too. So it, it's, it's nice to like have something that's related to it, but I love it. And I've- I think I've, we need one now. She's really selling me. <laughs> I want one. And honestly, so, I mean, you'll see on my channel, when I first started in Peloton, I had a hack or what they call a hack, a dupe. So I just bought my own bike and used the app and mirrored to my TV. You don't have to buy the actual bike, but I did recently upgrade. Like I got the opportunity to upgrade and it was, it's great. Like I love the bike too, but I say like, if, if it's something you're interested in, do it like I think it's important that everyone finds something to move that like motivates you and gets you excited and for me like the music is really important um and so that's why I just love it so much <laughs> what does one of those bikes go for so there's two bikes now there's the bike plus and then there's the regular bike I have the regular bike because I just felt like I already have the mirroring capabilities so why spend the extra money yeah. so I got my bike for 1800 and I had a discount code for like a free free shoes because I have friends who have the bike and I just use their code um so it wasn't too too bad yeah you know? and you know, like I said, I was able to like upgrade. It was kind of like a Christmas birthday gift because my, my birthday falls around Christmas. <laughs> so I was really happy about that. But I, I mean, even if I didn't have the opportunity, the, the bike that I bought on Amazon, I think I paid like 300 or something for that bike. And that did me good for two years. And I like didn't miss it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. It's great. And it's so funny now because I like a couple of months back, I did a video around like why Peloton's like the ultimate ravers workout. And 
now that we're in COVID, so many ravers in the community have reached out to me and they're like, yeah, I do Peloton now. Like, um, I think it's like a uh, stay in your Lena. I think yeah. that's her username. Yeah. <laughs> I and saw hers this morning. Her little workout corner with it is so cute. Yeah. And people like go all out. They have like the rave, like, uh, lights that like go with the music. Like it is a whole movement. So <laughs> like, I think it's really cool that more people are discovering it. And I can tell that in terms of their content, like they're putting out more EDM centric content, like they're putting more EDM and house rides out there. They have trap rides. Now they're doing like artist series so they did a tiesto ride and then they also did um a dead mouse ride like a few months ago so like they're really like upping their game so i'm i'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) i see you post your workouts all the time and it motivates me but like what kind of keeps you motivated to work out all the time I think like after i had my son i had like i kind of had a crisis like where I was really happy, don't get me wrong, but in terms of my health, I just kept putting myself last. And I got to the point where I was at my heaviest and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're not taking care of yourself. I just wasn't happy. Now I'm all for like body positivity. doesn't matter like what size you are, but I just know for me, like I wasn't, it wasn't healthy. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't moving. I wasn't eating the right things just because I was like always on the go or always trying to do something. And I was, it was really about, I have to be here for my son and for my husband. I have to do something about that. So for me, he motivates me. My son, my husband motivates me just to be like healthy and be on like my A game. Cause I can't take care of them unless I take care of myself. And, you know, it's a journey. Like, you know, there's ups and downs and like, obviously with COVID I gained some weight. Like I'm sure everybody has like been struggling, Oh yeah. but yeah. Yeah. you know, honestly now it's just, it's helping me um, stay positive and just you know, the endorphins and everything just, it helps me not to get depressed about like not being able to go to events or not seeing a lot of people. It just helps keep me in like a positive mood. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, that's cute. So, (laughs) so how did you get introduced into the community? Okay. So I, I kind of similar to what I talked about before. So I'm from, I'm actually from Springfield, Illinois. Um, which is about three hours away from Chicago, but like the house music influence is still there in Illinois, like regardless of where you go. So I remember as a kid, my dad would like play mixtapes, like house mixtapes with like the old school, like I'm talking old, old school jams, like from the eighties. And so I I fell in love with the music then, but I didn't really know what to call it. And like, even in, like the 90s and like early 2000s like I was the kind of girl that had those like ultimate dance party and like jock (laughs) jams like you know that was my thing um but it wasn't until I moved to Chicago and started going out like in Boys Town and then um just hanging out with my friends that like I kind of started to rediscover the music again and I would say like around the time when like Avicii Zed was like starting to pop off, like 
all of those people, like that's kind of when I would, I really started to get into it again. And I went to my first like full festival in 2015. I had to go back and remember exactly, (laughs) but it was spring awakening. And that was my first like full festival experience. And then I started to go to shows. Like I ha- I've always kind of been more show oriented. I haven't really done a lot, a lot of, of festivals. My main ones have been Spring Awakening. And then I did go to EDC Las Vegas last year um, or last year, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know we're like, we're in a new year now. <laughs> yeah, 2020 never happened. I just erased it from my mind. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, but I've gone to spring awakening for probably pretty much every year. Um, and you know, even if I don't go the full, the full weekend, I'll go like at least one day. So that's kind of like my home festival. Um, but yeah, I just, I just love it. I love the community. And if you haven't been to a festival or show in Chicago, I think you should go for sure. If you're in the area. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I feel like. Um, now that I've been to at least EDC Las Vegas, like I can kind of compare the two. And I do feel like it is like, it's a very tight knit community. It's smaller, obviously a lot of people know each other, but also like, you know, it's just fun. Like everybody talks, like everyone trades and like, it's like a huge like picnic party. Like that's the best way to describe it to me. Um, so I love the scene here in Chicago and yeah, it's great. What was Spring Awakening like the first time you went? I I did not know what to expect <laughs> at all. Like, I think I went in thinking, oh, it's going to be like a show, but like multiple acts back to back. So like, if I go back, I don't even think I have pictures of myself on day one. I don't think I took any pictures at all. But I think I had like some like tank top on and like, <laughs> like some type of like, like you know pants or something but they were like cloth pants or I don't know. <laughs> like I you know because it was like 2015 so that was when like those jumper pants were really in oh yeah. and like and you know and it was cold the first day even even though it was in May so I do remember that I think it was in May or June it was still cold here a little bit um but yes yeah, so, but then I was looking around like whoa I'm like not dressed appropriately for this like this is a whole new experience my very very first rave like like I think official rave set I saw Afrojack at Navy Pier and that was so fun because it was outside and you know it was at the end of the dock and then they had fireworks go off like at the end of his set and that was fun but still people were dressed like it was a mixed bag so I didn't really feel like I was out of place there. But when I went to the festival, I was like, I should probably like get myself together. Get my <laughs> together. Um, but I will say like, if you ask any other Chicago raver, we're a little bit more relaxed here. Like we don't, I think it's getting better. I think more people are getting more creative and, and dressing like a certain type of way, like dressing in rave wear. But when you go to Spring Awakening, for instance, you'll probably see like some people, you know, like half dressing in rave gear and half that are just dressing in like jean shorts and a tank top. Like it, you know, you just, it's not the same as like when you go to EDC Las Vegas, everybody's decked out and it's like a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I do, I, that's the one thing that I do recall is like, 
yeah, I need to like up my fashion game for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw you went to Dead Mouse recently. How yeah. Was that? that was I'm fun. Jealous. Oh my gosh. I I didn't really know what to expect with the drive-ins because I just didn't know if it was going to be the same, if it like logistically was going to work, if you're going to be able to see. But honestly, the, the first one that I went in the season was uh, Green Velvet. I saw him and I took my husband to that. And then the second one, I went to Dead Mouse. I took my mom because she was here. Um, and I have to say, like, it just reminded me so much of like EDC or like just the experience. And I was like, oh, this is how it feels. I remember now, you know, like it, it definitely like was tiding me over a little bit more. Like, I don't feel like, um, that I've completely not done anything in the past year. So yeah, that helps. Sure. Yeah, that helps a lot, but it was good. He was great. Um, and I think it was like a clear night. The, the moon was out, like it was perfect, but yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'm picturing it now, like trying to picture it now. I'm just <laughs> my, not friend, to cry. <laughs> my friend like paid extra for some really nice tickets. So we were only in like the second row of cars. So we were really close. So that also helps. I think like next, well, this year, cause it seems like we're already starting to see more cancellations unfortunately that if we do go to drive-ins I'm gonna pay a little extra to get closer yeah, yeah. for sure so you are also a part of the lunchbox fam how did you find lunchbox so and I don't even know so obviously Emma Capotas she reached out to me um, about the lunchbox but I actually knew about it because my friend James, who's in my rave fam, he's from Florida, but he lives in Salt Lake now. Um, he was a part of the Kickstarter and he talked about this, like <laughs> this, this, this bag. And I'm like, what is this thing? And he was explaining the features and everything. And as I mentioned to you, like I'm an industrial designer. So like I, in my schooling, like I was all like interested in how things are created to make the user like experience better like that was like my whole thing so the nerd in me of course was like oh my gosh like they created this bag that does all these things and like you know they really took things into consideration I was like this would be perfect for me so then they had a huge Black Friday sale I think it was like in 2019 like going into this next year and I was like well we're getting ready for EDC again and we had hydration packs but they weren't the best like we struggled <laughs> the first year with them <laughs> like trying to refill and oh yeah and so, yeah it's just it was a struggle so I'm like okay we're gonna actually invest like now that we're gonna do this for sure like consistently we're gonna invest in a bag so I've got the two, I think it was like a deal for two bags and like skins or something. And I've just been hooked ever since. Like, I'm, I'm so excited about the new products they have coming out and everything. I just think that they really put a lot of thought like into what they do. So I'm the same way. Like it was Black Friday and I was like, all right, I need to buy everybody in the group one. Let's go. Right. Yeah, now we ride or die once. And we are, <laughs> yeah, we are waiting for the new bags to come in. We are ready 
I'm ready. And I can't wait for just the, sh- like, I think the first thing that's going to come back are shows. I, I just have a feeling, at least in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. So I really am excited about, I think it's the snack pack and the sling pack, both of those. I'm just excited to bring that into like a venue because it's, it, I always hate like holding my, my water bottle and then like not knowing where to put my things and all of that stuff. So I'm just excited for, for that too, truly. Oh my God. And they're so cute. I'm literally going to wear them everywhere. I know. Fashionable. The reflective. I'm like, I know. She bought bought every single feature (laughs) you could for both of them. Love it. I'm, I'm actually like one of my next projects, a DIY project is to start to create skins. I think it's so fascinating to see people in the group, like show their skin designs and like how they do it and the paper mache and everything. So I'm, I'm ready to give it a try. That's, that's another thing that I love is that you can like customize it to your outfit and, and do it in a variety of different ways. So. Oh, shout out lunchbox, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell us what it's like raving as a mom. Raving as a mom. Okay. I get this question a lot because people are like, I can't believe like that you still do this. And I have people who are like, I want to start a family, but like, do I have to give this up? And I personally, no, I don't think that you have to give it up as long as like you're carrying yourself with integrity and you prioritize what's the most important. Like it's, it's possible. It's just like, I mean, you know, parents go to concerts all the time. They go to, you know, dates on dates all the time or trips. Like you just have to like plan. So I would say like, Obviously, before motherhood, I would go to shows a lot more like frequently or I, you know, I had the freedom to just go. Now I just plan like I have a more curated like list of like (laughs) events that I'm going to go to in the year. Like I know a lot of other content creators like they can go to like, I don't know, 10 plus festivals and I just can't do that. Like for me, it's like three is probably the max (laughs) with one like being like local and then I can go to shows in between that and that's fine but like it's just it's really all about balance in my opinion it's about balance and like you know making like prioritizing what's important to you and and planning and budgeting like that you have to think a little bit more in advance, like, you know, who's going to watch your chill, your child, like, <laughs> obviously you can't just leave them at home, you know, and then, um, but then also like budgeting, like I, you know, I'll, I'll have money set aside, usually throughout the entire year, I have a savings account strictly for like, my travels or like my festivals. And I just put into that, like, every pay cycle. So it's not a last minute decision that I make smart yeah very smart good life tips great advice (laughs) for anyone (laughs) honestly tell us a little bit about raving with your mom my dad's always like yeah I want to go to EDC with you guys and I'm like I don't know (laughs) so tell me how that works you know it's well okay let let me just first say that my mom is a unique soul like she is just very like free spirited. She's been, she's very open, like, and, and very honest with me as when I was growing up, like she told me how it was. And like, you know, we have now that I'm older and I have my own child where we have a friendship. She's still my mom. Like, don't get you, 
go, don't get me wrong, but we have more of a friendship there. And, you know, now that my brother and myself are kind of out of the house, like she has the freedom to just do what she wants and travel and do the things that she's always wanted to do. And it really just started off like, like small, like small increments. Like I started going to shows. My mom really liked Zed. Like she was really into the whole <laughs> Zed thing. And so one time I'm like, okay, do you want to go with me to go see Zed? And she's like, yeah. And she went to the show and she was hooked. That was it. <laughs> so, so then, you know, after that, I think I took her to like, uh, spring awakening for one day I was like because she I was like I don't know if she's gonna have the stamina to do a whole weekend and like if she's gonna be that in I didn't know she's gonna be that into it I mean she likes one artist but is she gonna be into you know others so I took her to one day and she like fell in love and then I was like you know what I've always wanted to go to EDC Las Vegas like it was on my bucket list and I started talking to her about like I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. And she's like, I want to come. And I was like, are you serious? Like, do you really want to come? <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to come. And she went and she had a ball. Like she, Aww. it was like experiencing the whole rave scene again through her. Like I, like the, the memory that sticks out of my mind is we saw Prit, Eric Prids for the first time. I think it was like Friday and she was just like, oh my gosh. And she's like, what was that? When he like changed aliases and she, I was <laughs> like explaining it to her and, <laughs> and she just like, she was in love and it, it's just, it's a good bonding experience between us. Like we get to spend more time together, you know, and ju just the two of us and she loves it. So what can I say? Like I, you know, I don't go to every show with her, but she does come to like the big, some of the bigger events and she, she has a good time. So <laughs> I think it just depends on the relationship that you have with your family. But even if it's not your parents, like I've, I've had people reach out to me and say they go with their, their siblings, like they go with their brother or sister. And like, it's really a cool, like bonding experience for them. So I'm, I'm here for it. Why not? Yeah, I took my little sister to a show. My brother at Christmas was like in a my card. He was like, I've never been to a festival, but I'd love to go with you. And I was like, shit, I'll, like if you want to go, I'll yeah. take you. <laughs> but imagining my dad at a festival, I pictured Terry Crews and white chicks with the glow sticks. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, that would be Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that would. Well, and everyone's like, how do you feel about like, do you feel like you're more reserved when she's around? Like you can't like really go crazy I'm like y'all don't know my mom she's crazier than I am like I'm I'm the reserved one I'm the one that's I'm really the rave mom even though she's my mom like I'm the rave mom in this situation taking care of her that is so and, funny. and also it does like when you have family around regardless of who it is it does give you a sense a little bit more sense of security like I know some people feel like they can't go to events by themselves or like, you know, they're, they're worried about like the crowds or whatever, but having her there, like, I do feel a little bit more secure that someone that like really knows me is with me. And like, you know, we can kind of have each other's backs in that sense. So I'm all for it. Why not? <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. So over the years, how have you seen the scene change? Well, I mean, I don't, so 
I would say in Chicago, from my perspective, I definitely feel like more people are coming into the scene. Like it's less like niche, like crowds. Yeah, and, for sure. And like, that's a, it could be a good or a bad thing. The good thing is it just shows like with the music that we have, um, and the music that we love so much that it has so much appeal. Like once people like, you know, connect with it, it's universal and so many different people can enjoy the music. But on the other end, they don't really know like the lifestyle aspects of the scene, like how, you know, we're all here for each other, how we're friendly, the plur as you will. Um, and so that can be kind of hard, like, especially like at EDC, I know in 2019, everyone was talking about and complaining about the pushing and shoving and like people just being rude or like people coming up to people who do have candy and like, can I have one? And it's like, well, yeah, like I can teach you, <laughs> but also like, you know, that's not how it goes really, you know, like just like, ex like having expectations or feeling entitled, like you know, that whole thing. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's good and it's bad. I think um, people are just more aware of the music and that is encouraging. And I think I'm hoping that, especially with last year and all the events that occurred that we're becoming more inclusive. But I also do feel too that there's some things that came to light even within our scene last year um, around people who are here who, who, who are prejudiced and who, you know, aren't treating people the way that, you know, Plur represents. So there's a lot that we could, that we could do better, but I do think that it's growing and that's, that's yeah. encouraging. Yeah. On that topic, what are some changes you want to see made in the EDM community? You know, I mean, I may sound like a broken record, <laughs> probably, <laughs> But I mean, I love, I love the OGs. Like I said, Green Velvet's my favorite. I love Black Coffee and, you know, like people like that, that have been in the scene that, you know, really kicked <laughs> off house music and like, you know, and obviously they're, they're people of color, but I feel like even those people who are, who are mainstays and who are legends don't even get the recognition that they deserve. And I think yeah. that that's terrible. And I want to see not only like more people of color, but more women featured. Like I know people talk about this all the time, but I just think it's really disheartening not to see female DJs on these lineups or that many, or even on main stage, like give them a main stage, you know, a time slot, they should be there. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing with like in terms of, you know, rave fashion and everything, one thing, especially probably within the last couple of weeks that's kind of been discouraging is, you know, you have people who came out and said they're allies of Black Lives Matter and like, you know, people of color in general. And during the summer, it popped off and you saw so many people, like I even saw a boost in just like my subscribers and like people who followed me and people featuring me. And that was great, don't get me wrong. I'm appreciative of like all of that, but like it just seems recently like all of that was forgotten and now all of a sudden we're kind of back to the way things were which is yeah. really discouraging like there was an there is a brand i won't say the brand but there is a brand that was brought to my attention for for martin luther king day they posted someone who was white and i'm like 
at the bare minimum, <laughs> like the bare minimum, you couldn't find someone, one of your ambassadors, which they do have, you know, black ambassadors to, to post a picture of them. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I just don't think that we should just focus on people of color or even people who, you know, represent variety of different body you know, shapes and sizes one time during the year and call it done. And I've checked it off my list. Like it should just be that way naturally all the time. And there were also other people who, you know, stopped supporting brands because of all this, like the whole dolls kill controversy happened and people stopped supporting them. But now lately I've been seeing those same people who vowed to never support them again, support them. I've seen that too. And I'm just like, so what was the whole point of that? Like, if you're, if you're just gonna go back to that, like, you might as well have not even done it, it to begin with. Just be honest, you know? Yeah. Especially, like, don't wear their brand on your beanie. Yeah. Like, don't do that. And don't, don't and then- Straight up wear their me. brand. Well, and then someone I saw, who I won't name, but I saw, like, in the caption, like, it was just blatantly clear, like, yes, I'm wearing Dolls Kill and what kind of, like, that's basically what the caption, like, um, the tone of the caption was. And I'm just like, so you didn't really learn anything about what happened this past year. You're like, you, and I, me personally, I wanna see growth. I know everyone's not gonna be 100% an ally right away, especially if you are still learning things and like, you're trying to understand like the perspective, but, I want to see progress. I want to see goals and I want to see you like really push to better yourself. And if you're not doing that, I can't support you, you know? I couldn't agree more. And I think that the community is so diverse and so open and welcoming. Like, how could you not learn something valuable from just getting to know other people? And you're not always going to agree on everything, but that's how you're going to better yourself is by hearing other people's opinions and having those important conversations. It's true. And like, there's so many, like not to, not to knock the girls out there who aren't like people of color. Like I don't discriminate. And I'm not saying like all of a sudden now, like, I don't want to see any of those people. I'm just saying like, (laughs) there's so many like really dope, like black ravers or ravers of color out there who like, you know, they're killing it. And I don't want to just see them being featured once. Like, I mean, they deserve their due, you know, like one of my friends, I don't know if you know her, but her, uh, her uh, channel's Jada Boo. Yeah. Or Jada Woods. And like, you know, she's done some things, but I'm like, girl, like you deserve so much more recognition than what you, what you get, you know, she like so many hats. She's so talented. She is. She can sing. She does all these things. Like now she's into real estate. I mean, I, know, the girl, I, was, like, I was like, pop off. I was like, okay. I know. I was like, you are a Renaissance woman. Okay. Like I'm here for it. But like, you know, even being a YouTuber, like I see the differences, like, and I love my girls. Like I love Emma and I love aid and, you know, um, I love them and they're so great with like really helping people of color in that people of color who are in, um, the rave scene on YouTube, like they feature us all the time. And like, that is the kind of spirit that I'm talking about that we should all have. Um, but even, you know, even within that, it's hard. Like, it's hard for us to get likes and to get featured. And, you know, it's 
it's rough, but you know, I still do it because I love it. It's a hobby of mine at the moment and I just enjoy it. But I'm just saying like, I just think that, you know, we're kind of at that point where people are like, okay, now we have to do this. We have to check this box off because obviously like if we don't, people won't follow us anymore. But again, now it's turning into, oh, we checked off the box. So you shouldn't be happy with, with that. And no, like, I think as a community, we need to push back and be more vocal and say, no, like that's not enough. So. I agree. Amazing. Um, snapping <laughs> <Not> forever <laughs> I love it so what does being a black raver mean to you well okay I think the first thing it means to me is just like paying homage to those that came before like that really started the scene like after disco died and oh, like you know like yes. You know what I mean? Like they picked it up. Like I'm talking about Frankie Knuckles, like all of the people, you know, people in Chicago. Um, and, you know, um, one of the things that I usually look forward to every year is they have something in Chicago, Chicago called the Chosen Few Picnic. If you haven't heard about it, like check it out. But it's basically like all the godfathers of house come together and they throw this huge picnic in Hyde Park and like it, everyone goes it's not just like a young old, like thing like that's you know it's like grandpas like you know like seniors you got kids there it's like a whole thing and so I think just like one of the things that I love about being a black raver is just like that history that's in our culture and like representing that um and our community like we you know melanin ravers started and you know we have like such a tight-knit group of people who connect we talk all the time online and it's just nice to like see other people who have your experience because i do think i think it's getting better but i think that there's always been a stigma that like you're black and you rave like that doesn't connect but there really is that history there and I love that we can like lean on each other and you know talk to each other and and be there for each other so I think those are like the the highlights I think I can relate to that I think when I started getting more into the scene people were like you go to festivals you do what like that's so like whitewash of you or that's so like and I'm like, you don't understand how rooted into our culture this is. Like, this is all from Black culture. Yeah. It I know. And that's the crazy thing <laughs> I think about sometimes about the scene is like a lot of things have been whitewashed and that's very discouraging. Like, I would love to see even like those who, who aren't people of color, like mention, like, you know, this sound comes from this or like, I, I, I want to see more people educate themselves a little bit more so that they understand like where the origins come from. Um, because I think that would help people understand like, this is not, it's not just black, it's not just black people music. You know what I mean? It really is music for everyone and everyone has, has taken their spin, but I think we need to understand also like the history behind it and where it came from. So I think we need to balance those things. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. What is a piece of advice you would give to anyone who feels they aren't represented in this community? Well, first, like, at least for me last year, I just made it my goal to 
you know, if you want to be a content creator specifically in this community, I just made it my goal to just start creating and putting myself out there and creating, you know, outfits and posting them. Like, even though I felt at that time, I wasn't out like my image or someone that looks like me was out there. I just was like, screw it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, you know, kind of pave the way or, you know, join a smaller group of people. And hopefully like over time we get recognized for that. But I think really find your group of people. I think in the rave community, there's so many different groups that you can connect with that are smaller, um, that you can find someone that is just like you and you can connect on a very like intimate or personal level and, you know, lean on each other for that. I hope that like brands, you know, they start to recognize us, but if not, I just think at this point we should just start making our own space. Like I want to see more like people of color start rave brands and like those pop off. I know there's some, but I want to see, I just want to see it explode. (laughs) I'm like, should I become a DJ now? I'm like, should I just suddenly pop off if we get into another lockdown? (laughs) I say do it. Now's the time. Like I started learning to flow. I, and I would support you too. Yeah. I, I started to learn how to flow. I do the, like the pixel whip mm-hmm. this past year. I think right now is the time to like give anything a shot. Like if you don't see it out there, make your own space to, to make sure it's out there. You know, I'm going to Peloton. <laughs> do it. You're and I have Peloton. a playlist. I didn't even mention that. Oh, I God, have- tell us about your Peloton playlist. I saw that. <laughs> So the cool thing about upgrading, but you could still do it in the app. It just takes a lot more steps, but they always list the the playlist that they have in the ride or on the, on the um, workout and on the bike, you, there's like a heart button and you can click. So if I like a song, I just click that heart button and it automatically syncs to my playlist. It's on Spotify. I think it's called like, yeah, I think it's called, let me go to it. It's, um, and I have it linked on my Instagram too. If you want to listen to it, I have it in my um, link tree, but it's called my Peloton music by ashes to dashes. That's my leaderboard name. Um, and every week I add music to this list as I'm working out. And then I'll post like, I'll post like a little like post on my Instagram with like the new artists that were added to the list. So I love it. And I, like I said, I love working out to this type of music. So it's, if it's predominantly EDM, there are some other artists in there that aren't EDM artists. But yeah, so I even, so I'll go back to that playlist and like I do, I lift outside of Peloton during the week and I'll play that playlist while I'm lifting. Um, So anyways, check it out if you need some (laughs) tunes. Definitely. I need a Peloton just so I can find new music. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I didn't even mention this. They do, so they have a partnership with Spotify. So they'll do like new music rides or they'll do like minted rides where like, I think it's like the playlist where they'll like um, use music from that. And then for the the Dead Mouse ride, he took over Power Hour, the Power Hour playlist on Spotify. And so they just like played the Power Hour playlist. And I think it's like an EDM centric playlist for cycling on Spotify if you are looking for, for something. So yeah, man, it's, it's a whole movement. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. Favorite genre of EDM? Has to be house. But I will say, and I love pretty much almost all genre of house. <laughs> Just give me house, you know. Um, but I will say I've been getting into trance too, probably within the last two years. So one of the things I'm working on another video where I like go back through like past festivals I went to and I was looking at like artists that I missed that I didn't realize who they were. And that's one of my biggest regrets is like all the trance artists that I missed <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get more into that genre. Wow. I kind of, I go back and forth with liking trance. Like one week I like it and it's fun to dance around my apartment. The next weekend I'm like, why am I listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends. I think it's one of those things that you have to be in the mood for. Like it's definitely, but you know, um, and of course like above and beyond is like my favorite. Yeah. Like, same. See, like I can't hate on them. Right. Yeah. But it's in the moon and I feel a certain type of way. <laughs> yeah. It does put you in a different mood. I have to agree. Do you have a favorite artist? Uh, I'll always be an Afrojack fan. Always. I just love that. Man. <laughs> I don't like, I know, I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's so like mainstream and like, he's been around for a long time. I just, he, like made me really fall back in love with the genre. And so I just love him. Um, so I'd have to say he's my favorite, but I like, you know, other artists, like, like I said, Green Velvet is a favorite, Cascade, love him. Oh, um, speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Wax Motif, I've been getting into him a lot. And, but I also like have been really getting into Deep House more, like Lane 8 and like, you know, people kind of in that genre, I've really been interested in. So I love Lainey. I meditate to him every morning, check out his SoundCloud sets <laughs> for like four hours. I'll <laughs> listen to them while I work too. They're so relaxing. He's great. I That's one of the biggest regrets about 2020 is because he was in the middle of his tour and he was about to come to Chicago and then everything shut down. Yeah. Same with so. We had tickets to his Phoenix show and I was like, oh no I know it's it's rough it's okay I was looking like I said I was looking back at like spring awakening 2015 and he was there and I'm like what <laughs> like he was he was at spring awakening in 2015 so that I was like wow I missed out oh, wow. okay what are, some, what are some of your favorite shows that you've been to favorite shows I've been to I'm trying to think back to like one like really unique one. Oh, so before my last show before lockdown was Carl Cox. That oh I'm man. crying. My See, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that Carl Cox as my last live show. And he's just amazing. Like the man can do no wrong. And then also it was in a new venue that we have in Chicago now called Radius. And it's this, it's like a huge warehouse. And so everyone was just excited to go there. So I, I mean, he, that was one of the bucket list things that I wanted to do. And so I was so excited about that. So I have to say that's pretty memorable. The other one, a set was, I was at, EDC Las Vegas in 2019 and I, I post this 
the footage of this moment all the time because it's just like one of those serendipitous moments where you're like wow this is life like this is you know amazing but I was at EDC and we got there late. I think like my group, was, they were just taking forever to get ready. So we got there late and we missed Tritonal. And so I was like, oh man, I really wanted to see Tritonal just because I had never seen them. So we were walking around like later, just looking at exhibits and there was an art car set and it happened to be them. I didn't know, I, I like leaned over and asked like, who is this? And it was a deep house set and I'm like, who is this? And they're like, it's Tritonal. Literally, as soon as they said that, the fireworks go off. And I was just like, holy. And then he like put like one of the guys like did a heart, you know, hearts in the sky. And then he pointed right at me because we were like close to the art car. And I was like, I, I mean, forever will be in my memory. The best set. Like I, I still go back and listen to that on SoundCloud because it's Aww. like amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah. I love I those, like, little moments. It's the best. I know. Okay. Oh my god. Do you have a least favorite set you've ever seen? At the like scene? an experience. Yeah. So it's not that I don't like Skrillex. I do like <laughs> us too. But I, were you guys at EDC in 2019 during his set? No, but I watched the live stream. Okay. <laughs> It was just, so that day, it was the same day that like the shutdown happened and we missed Cascade. Yeah, I was waiting up for Cascade all night, sitting on my couch and it's like, evacuate. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I know that night, because that was going to be the first time I saw Cascade. And um, so I was so upset, like live. So I was so upset. And also that night was Get Real too, which I really wanted to see. It was the sunrise set. So it would have been Get Real. I know. So anyway, what happened was every, there was a rumor going around that Skrillex was going to be there. It's like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. Like at, you know, at the hotels. When we got there, it was just, it was so packed. And they had it at Kazakh Meadow. No, wait, they had it at Circuit Grounds. And there's just no space for that at all. And I just was scrunched. And I was like, I can't even enjoy myself because people are pushing, I'm scrunched, I can't. So that probably was the worst experience. Not that I don't love him, I love you, but you know, it just was not a good moment. We had a similar Skrillex experience. So we don't, don't envy you there. <laughs> and I will say, I just remembered, so like, so that whole thing with Cascade happened. And then that same year, Martin Garrix got injured. Um, and so he couldn't play Spring Awakening. And so last minute Cascade took his place. It was like, I was like, oh my gosh, it was it was meant to be. So I don't regret it now, but in the moment I was so upset that Cascade couldn't play. Oh. Um, but we got to see him later on that year. So I was happy about that. I would have been too. He's like my, my most seen artist and I'm so obsessed with that man. I'm like, yeah, he's stop amazing. Me. <laughs> Have you been to a redo set yet? No. Oh my gosh. So we did, we went to a redo set too that same year. Now that is like a memorable experience. Like I honestly think that his redo sets are better than his other stuff now. Because oh. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. And it was like in a small Chicago venue and he's from Chicago and it was just like, mm. yeah. Wow, on the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs>
Do you have any like upcoming like plans for shows? I don't. I mean, so I think it was yesterday they announced that Ultra was canceled. So now I'm just like, I have a feeling that we may not have a festival season again. And that kind of breaks my heart. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, there's nothing else we could do. So now I'm kind of just waiting for the drive-in season to start again. Like in Chicago, it probably won't be until like June, but I still uh, have my um, EDC tickets. Like I had those on hold and I have my EDC Orlando tickets on hold. So if that pops off, then I'll be there. But if not, I think I'm just going to wait for, the drive-ins to start <laughs> dropping again. <laughs> For real. Well, we will see you at EDC. We will be there camping. Oh Great. God, baby. I'll, introduce, I'll introduce you to my mom because she's coming again. So. Oh my gosh, yes. I'd love to. We'll have her. <laughs> I want to interview people around Camp EDC so your mom can be a guest on the podcast. I love it. She'll, she would love that. <laughs> Do you have any crazy festival stories? Crazy festival stories. No, I mean, okay, a negative about <laughs> about being a black raver is, and I don't know, I've heard this a lot, but like racial profiling is real. Like it's real at these festivals. And it's happened to me twice. Like, um, like the the biggest one, we were coming in and a police officer stopped us and she had a dog and she's like, I know you have something, blah, 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 blah. She had us like strip in a tent and we didn't have anything on us. I was like, I have nothing to hide. So I think that's, I mean, as that's not a very crazy story, <laughs> but that's, that's, you just never know what can happen. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that we need to change. Like just because someone is a black raver doesn't mean that they're just like laced up with drugs. Like that's yeah. we're not, we're not for that. Like I've never been searched to like that extent, but I have noticed a couple of times where out of everyone in the group, I've definitely been checked way more than everybody else. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, is, what is it about me? Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> like she's got to have marijuana on her. Like, are you serious? Anyway. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite small businesses. Favorite small business. So these are Brits Blossoms. I love Brits Blossoms. She's great and she's so sweet. Um, I also, uh, I, I'm an ambassador for um, Luna and she, she makes like the greatest like crowns. Like, I don't know if you've seen a picture that I have, but I have this like purple crown she makes and everything is like handmade. I love that about her. And she pushes like the envelope there. Um, I love Ray with me, Hente. I just, I yes, just love her style. Love her. Oh my gosh. My dream would be to be a rave with me and Tay ambassador. I'm just putting it out there. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I just love her aesthetic. Like it's so Miami but like funky and like edgy sometimes. Like it's just, I just love her whole look. Um, so those are probably be my top ones. Obviously the Lunchbox fam. Oh yeah, baby. Through yeah. and through. And um, anything, anyone else? I, so I haven't purchased like items from this shop, but I think it's like euphoric rave wear, I think. Like I've just been eyeing them like, 
I just love like the color combination and I love that they they do like celebrate diversity and and all of that so I'm into that and I love Nomad Candy too I like I have a delivery for her coming this week I'm so excited yes I buy so much of her stuff it's she probably is just like it's (laughs) Ashley again she's coming back but I just love like how quirky it is she's so cute she is so cute and she's the nicest girl ever like she whenever I talk to her and she loves Cascade so same I know (laughs) it's sweet ice yeah and since we are in the new year do you have any goals or resolutions for 2021 that you want to share goals well this year I so I picked a word of the year and my word of the year is renew so it's really like I feel like last year was so heavy for everyone and although like I wouldn't take it back because I feel like everyone like learns so much about themselves but this year it's just like having like a renewed like state of mind like like kind of washing away all of that and just like starting fresh, like new beginnings for some reason keep coming up for me. Like I'm really into angel numbers and I'm always seeing like, see, I'm telling you. I'm so into them and I've been manifesting and journaling every day this year. So I I wholeheartedly believe in everything. And and honestly, I just recently got into that and Emma like had, Emma Capotis had brought it up to me once and then like all of a sudden probably within the last like mo- like two months i've been seeing one 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 like multiple times a day like at least three times a day and which means like new beginnings so i just like excited to kind of start fresh with like my fitness goals like with you know just self-care and just like renewing my mind like you know with all of the bad things that we tell ourselves like just you know coming at it the next day if it's a bad day just like continuously like working toward this so that's kind of it's not like a specific goal but that's kind of what I'm approaching this year especially because it's still unknown like how this year will go so yeah I love that I'm I'm getting 333 tattooed right here (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah for sure well that wraps up all of our questions Ashley plug yourself where can people find you yeah so my YouTube channel is Aura Life with Ash so you can find me there on Instagram I'm Aura Life at Aura Life with Ash so you can find me on on Instagram there and then I am on Twitter but I don't use it as often but it's (laughs) um, Ashley Robbins 8 Um, so if you you know want to chat my dms are always open i'm excited to connect with some new people so yeah amazing (laughs) ashley thank you so much for coming on this was so much fun um guys we will be right back after this ashley stay right there okay so before we wrap things up this week um we should do music of the week real quick would you like to go first yeah my first song is going to be bad behavior by austin mills and remy wolf this song is the perfect song if you have like rollerblades just to be skating on the beach that's the vibe i get the next one is Do You by Troy Boy, just a favorite. 
And then my last one is Not About You by Helene Dijon, which is another one that just makes me want to dance around my apartment. <laughs> okay, so I went with La La Land by Green Velvet because it popped up in a TikTok the other day and I was just like, damn, I forgot about this song. Um, and then the other one, um, Unconditional by Sunny Federa. Jordan added to the playlist like seven months ago. And I don't know if you remember, but you texted me before and you were like, Do, are you going to like this? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then the other day um, I was driving home from dinner and the beat just hit so hard. <laughs> so I'm re in love with it. And then last but definitely not least, um, Journey of a Lifetime by Zed Stead, which was released 10 years ago. I can't believe you just found that. <laughs> I didn't just find it. I was just reintroduced to it again on TikTok. It's so good. I'm obsessed again. (laughs) Amazing. And I think that's all for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Play, and all other streaming platforms. If you would like to see more of our faces, um, the Instagram is going to be at the Not Your Normal Cast. Twitter's at Not Your Normal. My socials are Phaseology on everything. My personal socials are Jordy Christina with two A's at the end of everything. Make sure you leave a comment, like, subscribe, send to someone you think should listen. And as always, go support your Black creators this month, every month, and Go be your not normal self. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye.